0: Thank you so much, Lucas. Appreciate that. Good morning, everybody. Alright, one of you. Um, it's good to see you. Um, good morning to everybody who's who's uh, following along at home. I'm so thankful that you can join us. And uh, Happy New Year to everyone. I won't ask if you've already broken any of your New Year's resolutions. Uh, I haven't yet, and I didn't make any, that's why. So. Um, yeah, it's really good, really good to see you guys. Uh, oh, for those who don't know, for those who are at home, uh, my name is Danny Pierce. I'm the pastor here at Antioch Quincy, and uh, it's always such a, such a pleasure, uh, such a pleasure to worship with this group, um, to hear the word together, to pray together. Uh, it's just, it's such an honor. Um, before we we kick off today's sermon, uh, I'm actually going to uh, introduce our next sermon series, which will start next week, and, and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, And so starting next week, uh, we're going to do a longer series, I think is what we mapped out, uh, is 11 weeks out of Colossians, a whole four chapters in 11 weeks, taking our time. Uh, And and, and this is an intentional, we're going to do this um, deep dive into Colossians, Um, and it's something I would like to actually do a couple times a year where we do a longer uh, um, jump into something uh, to, to spend more time, extended time in Scripture. Um, and and there's a a reason why, Um, a couple reasons why, really, but, um, you know, there's 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 two ways that people talk about uh, growth when it comes to churches, church growth, Uh, one of those ways is in terms of numbers, right, that's actually probably the most common, people talk about church growth strategies, what they mean is getting more people in and getting them plugged into your church, Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, Uh, we hope, as a church here in Antioch-Quincy, that um, as we are able to, um, to share the gospel, as we're able to love our neighbors, that more people will find life and, and, and hope and love in this community, um, and we will grow. If we're honest, though, it is extremely difficult in this season, is it not? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure all of us have thought at some point, can I invite a neighbor to church? Will they even come? Will they think we're crazy for meeting? What will they do? Even if, you know, we have the chairs spread out and people wearing masks, um, it's just, it is a difficult season, and I'm not saying we should give up on that. In fact, I would love for us to be challenged to, to, do, to reach out more so that we could grow in that way, um, but I, I'm just recognizing the difficulty, right, um, and it's a difficulty I think we've all felt, so I'm, I'm kind of speaking the obvious, um, but we can talk about growth in, in terms of depth and maturity as a church. Um, and, and I was thinking, and I've shared some of this in other settings, um, but um, thinking about this, like, what exactly is God doing in our church and through our church in this season? Um, and assuming that God was not taken off guard by uh, this COVID-19 pandemic and assuming uh, that he isn't passive, right, that he isn't sitting on his throne in heaven, he's like, I just can't wait for this to be over so I can get back to work, right? Then what is he doing? And and I can't help but wonder if the focus for us in this season is growth in terms of our depth and maturity, growing deeper, not as much wide. Again, I want to push us to still think wide, to think broad. Um, but uh, I, I I think that that's what the Lord is doing in this season, is challenging us um, to dig our roots deeper. Now I'm not a, a tree expert. What is a tree expert called? Arborist? arborist? Is that for real? And it, okay, I got a thumbs up over here. Okay, I did not know that. I'm not an arborist, clearly. <laughs> um, I shouldn't have slept through four years of high school science classes. Um, but I, um, as I understand it, a tree is stronger, right, the deeper its roots go, right? If they go deep, 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 that they can then withstand storms better, right? They could grow wider and bigger because they have deep roots to be able to do that. So uh, this could be a season. It could be, it is. It is a season. I feel like for the Lord to dig our roots deeper, right? To make this group of people stronger so that when the day comes, right? When we, when we see growth, that we will have something that is sustainable, right? That can, that can hold up, more and more uh, people as they come in, and we can branch out even farther. Does that make sense? And so the challenge for us then is to, is to take that uh, as a church, corporately, but individually as well. I want to grow deeper in my faith this, this season. Right? I want to become a, a, a more mature believer this season. And so uh, part of what we're going to do then is to take an extended time in one book. Rather than try to cover a lot of stuff, Let's just dig down deep and try to understand what the Lord is saying. And so uh, I'm telling you this now partly because I want to give you the homework assignment. You can do this every week. So 11 weeks for this series. It's not even the whole book. There's like a whole list of names at the end of the book that we're not going to preach on. Because I really don't know how to write a sermon on, hey, Tychicus says hello. Like, I I can't do that. So we're cutting it off before that list of names. But you can, every week, um, read through the book of Colossians in one sitting, right? Can we just be like our, our church homework assignment? Well, maybe throw some other things in there too. You can read through the entire book in 15, maybe 20 minutes. You can do it aloud. You can listen to an audio book. You could read it with somebody, right? But to say, I'm going to dedicate this time to try to go deeper in my faith and deeper in my understanding of what the Lord is doing. Uh, and you can do something as simple as, if you read that through that book once a week, every week, for 11 weeks, I am positive that you will see the message seeping deep into your roots. Does that make sense? So uh, so that's your homework assignment. Before Sunday, sit down and read through Colossians at least once. Um, if you're an overachiever, you can do it like every day and, and we'll give you a little star. How about that? We don't have any stars to give. Um, okay, so this leads me to my, um, to our sermon, our text today in, in, in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 3. Um, and I actually had picked this text before we decided to do Colossians. Uh, I, had, I had already decided this is um, what I feel like the Lord is leading me to pray for our church. So this sermon here is kind of the one-off. This is how Danny's praying for our church in this, uh, this coming year. It's not the only thing I will be praying. Um, and this is a, a for our whole church. I do pray, believe it or not, I hope you guys believe this is true. I do pray for our church pretty regularly. You guys are kind of important people to me. Um, I pray for all of you individually. In fact, the next couple days, you will get an email from Danny Pierce that says, this is how I'm praying for you this year. Um, And so, uh, but I I love this church. Uh, I want to see us thrive in our faith and as a body. And so um, a few weeks back, I uh, was praying, so Lord, what is it that, what's something I can pray consistently for our church? Um, And he led me back to this passage in 1 Thessalonians 3. As some of you know, uh, 1 Thessalonians has been a, a major game changer for me in understanding the church, church planting, the nature of ministry, the body of Christ, and all that. And so it didn't surprise me that I felt like the Lord led me back to here. The Thessalonian church, just a quick background, and I think this is part of why the Lord led me here. It was a young church. As a church, when Paul wrote this letter to them, they were probably no more than a few months old in the Lord. Right? I mean, it's like a maybe six to nine month old church. That's it. Um, and going through a difficult time, uh, they're, they're, uh, Paul had been separated from them. They're, their circumstances are not the exact same for them as it is for us. Uh, but nonetheless, a young church plant in, in a difficult time, difficult season. And this is what Paul prayed for his church. So this is what I'm praying for us. I am unashamedly stealing Paul's prayers, plagiarizing prayers. They're in the Bible. You can do it. Um, and so I, w- I do want to say, on, your, on the, the chairs, you'll find a little sheet, right, with the three verses. This is like a three-part prayer. With the three verses in lines, you can take notes. The idea here is not that you're writing down some insightful thing I said, if it even happens. The idea here is that you will write down something for each point, say, this is how I want to put this into action. Okay, For, for each point. At some point in this sermon, or during the prayer time that we're going to have at the end, um, that the Lord will put something on your heart and say, this is what I can do to make this happen. Or I can prioritize this. Um, okay. Let's jump in. So verse 11. Again, as I said, this is a three-part prayer. Each verse kind of hits, hits a d- different part. Um, now may the God and Father himself... And our Lord Jesus Christ, clear the way for us to come to you. All right. Um, now, obviously, as I mentioned, Paul was separated from, from the church. Um, and, but this verse, it highlights this need for us, for the church, for the body to be together, to meet together. Certain irony, but I think we all feel it in this season where meeting together is much more difficult than normal. Um... But I find it interesting, like Paul, and you can read this over and over in his letters, could not accept the circumstances when he was separated from his people. He could not just say, you know what, I'm separate, I can't get there, we're okay, I'm just going to back off, right? He would send messengers to churches, go find out how they're doing, right? He would write them letters, I mean, we have 13 letters written by him precisely for this reason. He just couldn't stand not being able to keep connected with his people, um, And so he fought to connect, right? He fought to stay in touch. Now, for us, um, there's a lot of ways we can do this. And I know I'm I'm kind of preaching to the choir because some of these we're already doing, right? Right here, Sunday mornings, we meet. Not everybody can be here, but a number of us can. Um, And it's ironic I'm saying this on a day where we have, like, two quarantining families and some other people out of town. But, um... uh, Continuing to meet as much as we can, as long as we are allowed to meet on Sunday morning, is a part of us doing this, right? But not just that, um, something as simple as, as, uh, as phone calls, right, or FaceTime. Or, um, how many of you have ever thought, at a given point in a week, I really should call so-and-so and see how they're doing, and then not did it? Okay, you don't have to raise your hand, but some of you just did. I'll raise my hand. How many of you ever said, man, I would really love to pray. I, I could use some prayer. I, would lo- I wish somebody would pray for me today and then didn't pick up the phone and say, hey, will you pray for me? Right. How many of you guys ever got too busy in a day to do, like you thought you would do that, like you woke up in the morning and then you didn't do it? But then, I, 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 this happens to me all the time, right? I am, I, my spiritual gift, I swear, is, is the gift of wasting time. I can kill time like nobody else, right? It is far easier for me to end up in a YouTube rabbit hole, right? Watching like gladiator clips or something than it is for me to pick up the phone and just call somebody and say, hey, let's pray together for 15 minutes. But let me ask you this, and I, I'm, I'm assuming that some of you have done maybe YouTube rabbit holes of gladiator clips is not your thing. Um, but whatever it is. Uh, but I'm assuming that most of us would agree Right? When I'm done watching, you know, uh, whatever it is, I actually haven't watched a Gladiator clip in a long time, but um, whatever it is, uh, almost inevitably I say, man, that was a total waste of time, right? I, I don't feel any better for having done it, usually. I have never once in my life gotten off the phone where I c- talked to somebody and prayed with them where I thought, I wish I didn't do that, right? So um, it's, it's something, it's, it's just as simple as that, Right? Um, obviously, uh, one way we can stay connected are things like outdoor times, which is a lot of fun in the month of January. Uh, not winter is coming. I don't know when, but it is coming. Um, but again, when this pandemic hit, I mean, I'm thinking about Book. Book and I would meet on his front porch when we were living in Watertown, sitting like 10 feet apart and just chat for an hour or whatever, right? <laughs> Kelly and I had two-person staff meetings doing that. Like, it's, it's part of how we can do it. Um, Alex mentioned earlier Every Sunday night, we have a Zoom time, connection on Zoom. I know that everybody's tired of Zoom, right? I hate Zoom at this point. But it is what it is. And we have people, as Alex mentioned, who are a part of this church, who consider this, uh, this, this church their church home, who can't come uh, to the in-person services, that they come on Zoom on Sunday night at 8 o'clock, and we pray. I, I have never left that time thinking it was a waste of time. You are guaranteed at least once in a week, you will get prayed for right, in that time, Um, and so uh, in all of these, and there's a lot of other different ways, and again, I realize that I'm just kind of preaching to the choir here, the point though is this, is we're praying for God to make a way for us as a body to stay connected, right, it is for our good, it's not a coincidence, it's not an accident that, that we've shown up here today, right, it is for our good that we stay connected, right? This goes beyond a consumeristic culture of church, right? It, it goes beyond just like the social club where we come and we hang out and we just do Christiany things, right? Um, it, it puts us into the realm of, of a family, a church family who stays connected, right? You see this a lot in the New Testament, how often they, they use terms like brothers and sisters, right? It is family terms family way of viewing this. Um, So that's my my kind of the first part of my prayer for this year is that we as a church will fight to find ways to stay connected, right? And so, um, yeah, uh, and you have little lines in your paper. You can write down right now, this week I'm going to do blank to make sure I'm staying connected with people. Um, Okay, now but here's the thing, getting together in whatever form that is, whether it's in person or on the phone or in Zoom or whatever, um, that is a, it's a means, not an end. Right? That's not the end goal. Um, <clears throat> but, but it is important. And why is that? I'm so glad you asked because there's another verse coming up. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. Okay. We continue to stay connected. Because it will help us uh, to increase, to grow in our love for each other, right? To the point where it's uncontrollable, where it's overflowing, right? Um, and this verse talks about love for each other and love for others. I'm assuming that means outside of the church. Um, and just by way of reminder, and I've, I've, we've preached about love in this church already, uh, You know, we did um, the two great commandments, love for uh, God, love for our neighbor, First John 4. So I I don't necessarily feel the need to to go into all of it again. Um, But just by way of reminder, right, love, patterned after the love of Christ, is demonstrated, right? It, It is something that is actually seen, right? It is sacrificial. It is oriented towards others, right? It's not selfish. It doesn't take. It gives, right? It's not static, but it's growing. It's increasing for each other, right? So, so how, how, does this, how does this help us pray? What is our prayer for Antioch Quincy? Right? My prayer is that we would be a people who, who are marked by love, by a deep love for each other, uh, that we would walk away from these interactions that we just talked about, the types of interactions, that we would walk away from them, right? And we would know that we are valued, that we are accepted, that we're loved. All right, Lisa and I, um, we have tried in our 13 plus years of marriage to, to have an open home, right? To invite people in. Anybody can come in, uh, jump into the chaos. Obviously, in a pandemic, that's a little trickier, uh, but we do our best. Right? And one of those things that we are always trying to do is even if we're not like hugging everybody and looking them in the eye, deep, you know, into their eyes, I love you. Right. We want people to walk out of our home knowing that we value them, that we care about them, that we love them. Right. And and it's not because I'm a super, you know, sentimental, lovey dude, um, because I'm not really. But uh, because I genuinely believe that God has has put the church on earth to demonstrate his love for each other. Right. That's what he's done for us. And that is what he's doing through us. If we experience as a body, if the people of Antioch, Quincy experience this sort of love, then it will be second nature. Right? It will be second nature that when people start coming in, right? That we talk about when things open up a little bit and maybe more people come into our church, that they will feel valued, they will feel accepted, they will feel loved, because it's already a part of who we are. We have already grown and increased, as this verse said, to the point of overflowing, okay? And again, I know, I think some of you might be like, well, we we love each other. Yes, we do, and the goal is to continue to grow and increase in this. Um, Okay, but finding ways to to meet together um, and and asking the Lord to help us grow in our love for each other, right, those aren't really the final goal in in, in the big picture sense. Those are great. Uh, This next verse Um, it helps us understand why. What's the the big picture here? Verse 13, May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. And I love this because this verse reminds me, it connects our little church to, to God's ultimate plan. His big picture plan right, Um, that this love that we have for each other that's increasing, the, the goal, right, the result of this is that we are strengthened in this love that God gives us. He strengthens us in this love so that we become blameless and holy, right, and this is just another way of saying that we become like Jesus. And this, you'll notice here, right, this, this becoming blameless and holy, um, it's, this, it's a process, right? It is a process that continues until the return of Jesus. This, we're going to get into Colossians here in a few weeks, and you're going to see this again. This idea that the big picture goal, right, this, I don't know if you guys have ever been a part, I grew up in a church that talked a lot about destiny. Destiny used to be like a hot word in churches. It might still be. I don't really pay attention anymore. Uh, but it was like, we're going to help you find your destiny in God. And that's great. I'm I'm not against it. But I find it interesting. Consistently, throughout the New Testament, when you read, what is the destiny that God has for us? It's that one day we will stand before him, and he will have transformed us into the image of Jesus. That we will resemble him in blamelessness, in holiness, in maturity, right? That we will be more like Christ. That is the destiny of God's people. Right? And this comes up time and time again. So we connect as a church, and we grow and increase in our love for each other because that is the means by which God makes us more like Jesus. Right? This... Um, this... this uh, I was just challenged again, and I know none of this is new. I'm not trying to say anything new. It's not new for me. And yet, um, I'm, always, I'm convicted by how often I just go through the motions, right? I'm writing a sermon because that's what we do on Sunday morning, right? And I said I was going to preach on this passage, so I really better come up with something that doesn't bore everybody to death in the 20 minutes, right? Like I, I'm, I think this way sometimes. But if we saw the different aspects of this church life, right? Whether it's sermons, whether it's Jonathan leading us in worship, prayer times, whether it's connection uh, on the phone, Zoom, FaceTime, life groups, backyard, whatever it might be, running into each other at the grocery store, whatever it is. But if we saw it as just, even if it's just a tiny piece, but a piece of God's plan of shaping us as a people, to be holy, right? To be set apart for Him. Would that change the way we view church? And, and see, that's the thing. That's the that's, uh you know, It's not just showing up Sunday morning and all that stuff. Right? The point is that we find ourselves maturing in our faith. The point is that we increase in our love. The point is that we are Excited to connect with each other because we can't wait to hear what God is doing. process. His image. And that's a vision for the church that I want to sign up for. That. And I want that for Antioch Quincy in 2021. I want this to be the thing that marks us. I want us to be able to look back 12 months from now and say, man, things were hard. We wouldn't have drawn it up this way as we're starting a new church plant, but we're walking out of this year can that we are more like Jesus than we were when we walked in. If we have as a church, that's a win. That's a win. And so um, you can come up. We don't need to wait for the uh, conditions to be perfect, right? We can dedicate ourselves to this. Uh, and you'll notice in, in these verses, I don't know if you notice this, but um, God is actually, he, he is the subject of all three of these prayers, right? He is the one who clears the way. He's the one that makes our love uh, grow and overflow. And he's the one who strengthens us through this. So we're going to take some time. Um, we're going to sing a little bit, and then we're gonna, we have three people coming up to, to pray. Um. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to ask the Lord for us as individuals. Again, you have that little sheet of paper. You can write things down if you want. Um, but also as a church. That the Lord, that the Father would move in us and make these things happen. Let Him uh, create a way, open up paths for us to con- stay connected. Right? That He would help us to grow in our love for each other. And as He's doing that, He's making us more like Jesus.